Okay, so today we're going to learn a letter that the Rebbe sent to every Jew in 1986, and in this letter, there it begins the letter with the words, Vasi Kemasker. I'm coming just to mention the lessons that you're supposed to take from Hanukkah, and the language sounds like he's not going to... Um, explain it, he's relying that you're going to understand it based upon other, my mother, Mariam, other sikhas, and the Reb brings many, many things we're supposed to take from Hanukkah. So let's take with us the whole year. So, let's go right. Huh? Tavshim Mem Vav. I'll try to find you the, um, one second, let me take a sent to you. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, it's probably I'm not sure. December, or January. Um, well, it's not a Hanukkah. It's just down the letter he wrote in. It's connected to Hanukkah. It's about it's about the lesson of Hanukkah. Um, okay, so. So, so, so it brings many lessons. First of all, um, the lessons we take from Hanukkah is from the uh, the Menera. The Menera is the mitzvah which encompasses the entire Hanukkah. It's a mitzvah that you st- it's the first mitzvah you do on Hanukkah. Saying Al Nisim only begins at night, and uh, saying um, saying the Hawa begins next morning. The narrative begins the very first thing you do on Hanukkah. So, as soon as it's Shkia, as soon as the sun goes down, that's when you begin celebrating the Hanukkah by lighting the Menera. So, I'm not going to find this letter. All right. Light the Menera? No, the, the first thing you do is you light the Menera when it starts to get dark. As soon as it's Shkia, Shkia, according to many, in many. Um, in many aspects, is considered daytime, and uh, you're lighting them later over that early then. So, okay. So, first of all, light them there. Oh well, in, in Shul, our minag is that we don't um, we don't uh, go home with Mincha Meirev because it's hard to get people to come together again. Therefore, we 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 do it immediately while we're everyone's still in shul. Yeah. So so that's long. It's supposed to be lit. So it's supposed to stay lit until the termode go home. But you light the manera. As soon as it starts to get dark, as soon as, as shkia, that's all, so we're going to learn a lesson from them from them there. Do we override a halacha of need to light it before dark just because we're afraid people might not be able to get back together again? No, that's how halacha says. Halacha says that, that since it's hard to get people together again, therefore you should light them. Um, it's, it's different, different mechanics. Um, either way, so what is lessons from there? So there are a couple of many basic lessons that we know, uh, we've heard before. 
Uh, let's go go into it because today's today's Hanukkah. The Friedrich Rebbe says supposed to listen to what the candles tell us, and today's day the candles are talking a lot. So we have all the eight candles of the Nera. What are you supposed to learn from the Nera? So first of all, we learn something from the actual lighting the Nera. Just the fact that we light the Nera, we learn something from the way we light the Nera, and we learn something from the impact of the Nera, and where we place the Nera. Okay, so first of all. We light a candle. Every mitzvah really brings a light of Hashem to the physical world. There's something that's changed by doing a mitzvah. And therefore, uh, we ha- when you think about that, you, you do the mitzvah, the whole different kind of energy, knowing you're actually making a difference in the world. So which mitzvah do we see? Our impact, we see that, that mitzvah naturally in the midst of them there. You actually see that there's a change in the room. You light them there, now it's light, light in the room. So the Menera teaches us for all mitzvahs that every mitzvah is called Nera mitzvah, every mitzvah is called a candle, every mitzvah has an impact here in the physical world. Number one. Number two, we learn something from the fact that we add a candle every night. Learn from that adding a candle every night that you are not supposed to be satisfied with what you did yesterday. Today you're a year older. Today you're a day older. You're supposed to have, to have something more today than you did yesterday. In this letter, that doesn't, doesn't explain why. That's true. I mean, of course, Hashem gives you the ability to. There's also a negative reason. As we learned a few weeks ago, that life is like a mountain, and if you're not, going, you're not climbing that mountain, you're going to go down. So it's, it's first of all, so there's a positive reason. If Hashem gave you another day in this world, another, another day of life, that means He's expecting you to go do something more than you did, than you did the day before. Okay, so that's what we learned from the way we light them there, adding a day, every, adding a candle every day. We add a candle every day of the week for seven days straight. So there's a, another sikha that explains the significance of every day of the week. Every day of the week has its challenges. Surprisingly, there but doesn't give uh, much challenge to Mondays uh, because Monday is just two days after Shabbos. Tuesday is even harder than Monday. Because it's it's three days after Shabbos, uh, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday preparation for the next Shabbos, and you can't compare being under the influence of Shabbos versus preparing for a Shabbos. So every day of the week has its its challenges and its in its need for us to add a candle. So Teresa says every day of the week, which means all of time, the Jew has to constantly be in a state of elevation. The idea of, and, and not just it be a state of elevation. But just like the Menera, there is a continuous addition in light. The, the consequence of the mitzvah is apparent to our eyes here. So too, the, the, the a Jew's need to ascend has to be something that's noticeable. That you could see the person has changed. His Milam Bakadish's performance in mitzvahs has to be in a way that the light that he's, uh, the, the mitzvah he's bringing to the world, he is, first of all, it's his, his observance. He is doing something which is which requires him to, he is putting more into it. And number two, the way he's putting himself into it leads to more of an impact of the mitzvah itself. There is his, his, his investment in the mitzvah, and then there is the consequence of his investment in the mitzvah. He is putting himself mahadrin in a mahadrin to do the mitzvah in the most beautiful way. And this is something unique to the mayor, by the way, that, that we have this concept of mahadrin in a mahadrin. Other mitzvahs, there is no option of they, they put it on every kosher label just to make you want to buy it. Well, this is so kosher. This is mahajan mina mahajan. There's no, no such thing, really. There's, there's kosher, there's mahajan. There's a mitzvah, 
regularly, and then mahadran, then in a beautiful way. The only mitzvah which really has a concept of mahadran, and a mahadran is in there. Um, because the, um, technically, you can light one candle, each per, you can light one, wait, one candle for, for a household. Then there's another option of every household lighting one candle per person. That's mahadran. And mahadran, in the mahadran is each person, the household, adding a candle every night. So the, so the fact that we perform this mitzvah every single day of the week in the, uh, in the way of mahadran, the mahadran teaches us that every ball Hashem throws to us, whether it's a curveball of Monday or a sinker of Tuesday, whatever it is, the Ebeshuks, we, we have to constantly be in a state of ascent, constantly be in a state of mahadran and the mahadran. This is a profound hira, a profound lesson we learn from the timing of lighting the nera. This is unbelievable. When you light the nera, you light the nera when it starts to get dark. What does that mean? You look around the world, and you see it's getting darker. So instead of becoming despondent and saying, "Wow, this is like a terrible thing. The world is getting darker." What does a Jew say when it starts to get dark? When the when the world starts to get darker? What does a Jew say on the twenty fourth day of Kislev when the day starts to get darker? He gets up and he says, "Yay! Now it's time to light the nera." So instead of the darkness he sees being something that brings him to depression, he sees this is something that Hashem has given him personally as his, as his uh, gift, as his mission, that he has a chance not to light the Meneira. Let's take a Arya for a second. We haven't picked on him in a while. You, you, you're, you see that there is an Indian in the world, that the world is getting darker, that the, the, the uh, TM is spreading its uh, venom. So what do you say? Ah! This is my mitzvah. Hashem gave me this mitzvah. And this is my chance now. I'm up to bat. So what does the Jew say when it starts to get darker on the 24th day of Kislev? He says, Shechiyonu, Vikimonu, Thank you, God, for letting me reach this occasion. What is he saying? Thank Shechiyonu for it. It's getting darker. But he knows this darkness is given to him because he's able to make an impact in the world. Shechiyonu, Vikimonu. He could do it. So that's the lesson we learned from the timing of lighting there. Shechiyonu, Vikimonu, that you Jew sees darkness not as a Something that brings him down. On the contrary, yes, his shares, his, his mission. That he, why is he noticing it? Why is he put it in his world? Because he can make a difference for it in, in this darkness, and therefore he thanks Hashem for this occasion. Technically, the mitzvah could be observed by just. Actually, I don't think anybody mentioned this lesson in this particular letter. So I'm glad you you. Uh, uh, asking about it. Another sikh ever speaks about this. Uh, what, what's, what's your question, first of all? What is, how, does, how does the concept of Mahadran show up on Hanukkah? What, what's Mahadran? What is Mahadran about Hanukkah? Yeah. Just technically, how does it work? What, what is, yeah. You collect one candle in, for, every fam, for every household, technically, on Hanukkah. What? Mahadran is. And each person of the household lights their own manera. As opposed to most mitzvahs where the manera does Right, and the children don't have to. Do, the children over the mitzvah don't have to do it. or under mitzvah. Yeah, and he, so the reason why women, even when the women have, a, have an absolute obligation to light the manera, uh, the reason why the custom again that men light the manera, I've read, is because women, at the time of the when this was instituted, were completely ignorant of of Torah. I didn't know how to say brachas. And therefore, since to it, the man says the bracha, the man lights the manera. But they have absolute obligation to do that. But besides the woman not lighting the manera, there are other people in the household which also have to light the manera. And they don't, technically, they don't have to light their own manera. One person lights the manera for everybody. So, besides, that's mahajan. Mahajan, mina mahajan, 
is that uh, each person lights, and not only is each person light, each person adds a candle every night. By the way, Sephardim learn this differently. Sephardim say Mahadran is that you um, uh, Mahadran is that um, uh, each person, each household um, uh, they, they learn that Mahadran and Mahadran doesn't mean each person does it. In, by Sephardim the custom is that one person lights for the whole family. The Rebbe actually said that um, even in Chabad, the custom wasn't necessarily every every child lights Munera, but since the Rebbe began the campaign of, of Tzivus Hashem, Army of Hashem, so Rebbe wants each child to light their own Munera, every child should feel they're part of it. Anyway, so Mahajim and Mahajim Stam, the reason why this, this holiday has this this uh, element is because the Jewish people also performed mitzvahs in a way of Mahajim and Mahajim. They also went out of their way to fight the Greeks the, and the and the, we want to keep the mitzvahs. And technically, they could have said, you know, we're, we're going to uh, transgress the mitzvahs and not, and not give our lives for it because it wasn't really necessarily a, a, a decree against Yiddish guy. It was a decree against just to just to hurt it and to to, to scare. But anyways, but the, the, the Jewish people had mitzvahs nefesh anyways. That's also why, by the way, why the miracle happened with pure oil. Technically, they could have lit the menorah with impure oil. Because the Jewish people had such mysterious nefesh, so the Abishar also went beyond the rules, and he didn't just, didn't just let us win the war, but he gave us, he gave us to show how precious we are, we, he gave us uh, pure olive oil. Okay, there's something we learned also. I just want, okay. Technically, um, we also come something from... Okay, we also thank, thank you very much. We also learned something from the where the mnir is placed. The mnir is placed on the entrance of the home, which means that we're not just supposed to give light to the world. We're also supposed to give light in a way that impacts our surroundings. And here, Rebbe says something very profound, and some, and I think something which a lot of people aren't aware of. A lot of people think that when we think about outreach, what does outreach mean? Let us show you how we do it. You know, come to our house for Friday night. That's where the impet- that's where the trajectory of outreach has to be. Come to our show and you'll see how it's done. Come to do, come with us and come inside and taste it. Come to our fabrayan, come to our experience and be a part of it. But the Rebbe says that the Manera is lit in a way that the light is, is seen on the outside, which means that even someone who's not yet ready to come to the inside, yes, you're right, there's something beautiful what you have inside, but let's say someone's not there yet, they're not ready to come into the inside and see what, what it's like. They just want to stay on the outside. Is it's 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 different to what Rebbe says in other places that you're not supposed to lower the Torah to a person. Yiddishkeit says when you introduce a person to Yiddishkeit, you're not supposed to tell him, well, you know, you know, you don't know so much about Yiddishkeit, so for you it's enough to do one mitzvah. You don't tell that to a person. You tell the person there's 613 mitzvahs, and I'm going and I'm going to offer you to do a mitzvah today, and that is a mitzvah to film. But you are you're just like me, and there's a standard, and I don't keep the standard either, and everyone tries does as much as they can. But this is not what Yiddishkeit is, is just a taste of Yiddishkeit, it's just one mitzvah, there's really a lot more. That's, that, that's, that's the Chabad model of outreach, you don't lo- out changing the Torah. Other people believe it's okay to change the Torah as long as you're, 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 you're affecting people. So, so that's what it says in other places, don't bring the Torah to people, bring people to Torah. But here, Deva adds a nuance to this, and he says, don't think that you have to wait till the person's ready to go to the inside. Give them something they could have on the outside, which to me means let the person light, light Shabbos candles in their own home. They're not ready to do the full Shabbos experience. 
They're not ready to do so. Give them a chance to light Shabbos candles where they are. They're not ready to go to shul to daven shachas. So give them the chance to have something of davening where they are. They're not going to get the full davening, yantif, but they're going to get something of davening. So give them a chance to have something of the davening, something of, of the shul experience where they are. Don't wait till they're ready to go to the inside. Give them the light of them there on the outside where they are. You're not changing the Torah, not diluting the Torah, but you're, you're letting them experience something of it where they are. And hopefully, eventually, they'll, they'll come inside too. But the trajectory shouldn't only be that you're waiting for them to come inside. Give them something of light in there where they are. Okay. And they did? They called you? Wow. That's, that would be a lot safer than what happened with me. <laughs> okay, there. <laughs> Apparently in Las Vegas, everyone's allowed to have carry firearms. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, that's quite anyway. So, uh, so another another lesson we learned from the Neira is like this: that um, the Meneira, okay, seven days a week on the outside, um, constant increase. It was another lesson I ever said. One second, I remember. Basically, it was right before Shabbos, and uh, I was thinking like everything's everything's divine providence. So everything it must be any place you put. It must be for a reason. So why am I over here now? A few minutes before Shkia, just to, but you know I'm just on a side street in Las Vegas. So whatever. And as I'm thinking that, I'm telling you, as I'm thinking, a lady drives by, and she's like, um, are you a rabbi? And I'm like, yeah. I've seen you around, right? I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's my brother-in-law. He lives here. All right. So I say, you Jewish? She says, no. Well, I don't see no. She says, doesn't matter. I have no family here, and doesn't matter. She starts to cry. And so, yeah, so... So I said, uh, it's not true. We're family. I come from Abraham and Sarah. You come from Abraham and Sarah. We're brothers and sisters. She said, it's not true. I said, it is true. And I uh, gave her a manera, and I invited her to come over for Shabbos, and she came. But uh, and she had a great experience. But uh, because in Las Vegas, um, people carry uh, firearms and stuff, so it wasn't so appreciated by, by our hosts. Anyways, so um, people carry firearms. So she, she didn't qualify as, um, as as a worthy guest in this home. Whatever. Anyways, so, uh, but uh, you win some, you lose some. Either way, so. <laughs> okay. So, in short, we have all these lessons we're learning from the Nera. Number one is we're learning from the Nera the fact that a mitzvah has an impact in the physical world. When you do a mitzvah, just like you like the Nera, you see an actual change in the in the. In the world, you see light in the room, so too we do a mitzvah to feel there's a change. By the way, the Chavetz Chaim says that's why the center of Yiddishkeit is Mashiach. Because the center of Yiddishkeit is realizing that what you're doing in learning Torah, the mitzvah, it goes somewhere. So that's what you see from the Neira, actual light is brought to the world by doing a mitzvah. Second of all, we learn from the Neira that everything has to be in the way of Asen, not to be satisfied with today with what happened yesterday. 
Third of all, we learn something from the time light of Nera. What do you learn from the time light of Nera? When you see darkness in the world, he doesn't say, oh, it's, it's too dark, what, do I, should, what should I do? On the contrary, he thanks God, Hashem, you've sent me now an opportunity, I have a chance now to bring my light to the world. He says, when he sees there's more darkness in the world. Then we learn a lesson from the fact that, oh, I skip on. And we also learn a lesson from the fact that, that the light, it's not just that you, that you have to be in the increase, you have to make sure that your impact is on the increase. You have to see to it that there's more light, that, that you're ascending and keeping Yiddishkeit to something that impacts the world, brings more light to the world. I'm not sure exactly sure what that means, but I think that, that it means, first of all, it means it's, it's more simple meaning, that, that it's possible to keep the Mitzvahs and, and do more, but not think necessarily about where it's going. And the ter- and they're saying just like there's more light in them there every day, you also have to think about how your reach, your impact, has to be in the state of an asset. Not just that you're scoring more brownie points with God, but that you're actually making more of a difference. It's it's similar to what Rebbe says about the shamish. Why is the shamish the highest candle of all the candles in there? Okay, the shamish is a servant candle. It's the it's it's not even a mitzvah. You can't use another candle of the, of the manera to light to light each other because you don't want to use a mitzvah. So therefore, you lose. You use this uh, non-holy candle. So how did this candle make it to the top? Why is it higher than all others? And the answer is that that, that the, the reason why the shamash is above all others is because the shamash thinks about about its surroundings. The shamash thinks about other people. The shamash doesn't say, "I want to sh- keep my light for myself," like all the other light candles in there. The shamash says that I have to share the light that God gave me with those who need it most, and therefore the shamash is above all others. So, so it could be that's what that means. He says that every day, not just your, your observance should be greater, but your impact should be greater, to think about what you're doing and how it affects the world. Maybe similar to what the Baal Shem Tev says, that Torah without work ceases, the Torah without work will eventually cease. The simple meaning of that statement is, if you learn Torah and you don't do work, you won't be able to continue learning, continue learning Torah because no one's going to support you. But the Baal Shem Tev says Torah without work will cease because Torah really means Avis Yisrael. Torah without Avis Yisrael, every part of Torah, like every word of Torah you learn, doesn't contribute to your Avis Yisrael. The Baal Shem Tev says it's not really Torah. Teira without malacha, sefer teil. Work means means avos yisrael. Teira without without avos yisrael is is not is not is not it's not, it's not, it's not it doesn't have substance. Anyways, so that's another lesson that if you're constantly be in the state of increase and constantly seeing that your light around you will increase. And we learned another lesson with the fact that manera um, is 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 uh, it's seen by the outside, it's influenced others, and also that the light of manera is on the outside, which means. Don't wait for people to come from the outside to the inside. Give them something while they're there on the outside to receive from light in there. Um, then we learned another lesson from the last lesson we learned. Bottom line is that Hanukkah is supposed to give light to the whole year. And uh, these are just lessons that ever says that these Kabbalistic masters are just mentioning them. We're supposed to take from them and to illuminate their. Who concludes a letter? The Hanukkah should give light to all. Of the days of the year until we'll come to the time of Mashiach when the, yeah, then the world will be full of knowledge of Hashem and uh, it's going to be great. Thank you very much. <laughs>